To another rousing episode of Not For Nothing with your host, Chris and Chris. Yo, 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 yo. It's March Madness. That is. Are you mad? I no, you know what, Chris? I'm not. You're not mad. And I'm I'm gonna tell you why. Why? Tell me why you're not mad. Because I didn't fill out a bracket this year. You're just you're so off. You're like you're just you're like you're setting back the hands of time. Yeah. Pretty soon, you're only going to find out what happened in sports in a box score that comes in the paper the next time. <laughs> I'm going to get my newspaper delivered yeah. every morning so I can yeah. read the box score. Yeah. And be like, oh, look at that rebound. I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Not having a bracket to sort of worry about and stress over and like throw my, and I've basically just been throwing my money away for the last, like, I, I, I feel like I was usually pretty good at doing the brackets. And I would say in the last five to seven years, the less I paid attention to, to college basketball, the worse I got at it. And I was basically just convinced myself that I've just been throwing money away. The last time I won a bracket, I was probably 15 years old. <laughs> so if you do the math on that, yeah. like that's like, say it's like average 50 bucks a year times yeah. 30. I mean, it's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of money, but it is like, there's something nice about like crossing the names off or whatever. Like, nope. you know, it's like fun. Nope. Nope. No, I don't know. See, that doesn't, that, no, I, like that doesn't, I, that, well, first of all, you don't do that anymore because you, it's all digital now. It's all That's online. True. Like, That's true. I used to print it out and then I'd cross it off. as. The yeah, thing. you write your own names in and stuff. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun when you're like in an office and you're like sneaking to watch games in the middle of the day. Now it's just so accessible. I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you're, uh, plus I'm, I just don't care about college sports anymore. Really? Right. Like on any of these teams, like, I don't know who any of these guys are. I'm not rooting for any of these teams necessarily. Oh, I like barely. I, I like, I've been like, I don't follow Houston, but I've been on Houston. For yeah, like exactly. Years, so like but for the last like three to five years, yeah, like, I'm happy to see, I wanted to see the program do well. Mm-hmm. Like I like rooting against the Dukes and the Kentuckys and whatever. Like it's, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I did one bracket because I felt like if I didn't, I would feel like I left left out. But I, I zero. I, I have no hope it's gonna do anything. Yeah, I, I, I honestly total like, come, like sat last Saturday, and I was I was home alone for a few days and went and had like a little girls' weekend, and uh, I it was like Saturday, and all of a sudden I, I like turned on the TV and there was like a couple of the, like the you know the the tournament teams. Um, conference tournaments or whatever and i was like oh shit it's like this time of year already like i I literally i forgot that this was happening now that they were about to go mad yeah in march madness yeah yeah Yeah. and i was just but i watched a few games i was like oh this was enjoyable just to sort of watch them and not like you know kind of think about them or something and i was like all right i think i'm because i've been on the fence for the last couple years and i I, it just convinced me to just go bracket free this year well i think smart last year i lost what would have been ten thousand dollars in a in a playoff <laughs> in, a, in in the finals, and the year before or two years before that, Kyle Guy robbed me of a couple G's. I, so it's never brought me like the, I don't know the last time I've been like happy watching college basketball. So I, I yeah, I think you're right. I think Although, I I got the one bone. I'm not happy about this one thing right now. Too the first game of the tournament. The first game of the tournament is usually like a good. 
you know, upset kind of like underdog team. It's usually like a 5-12, like a 4-13, something like that. The first game on this, this, for this season, it's, it's West Virginia, Maryland. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Usually, usually this game, the first game like sets the tone. It's, it's, it's sometimes it's always like an upset or it's a really close have game. Watching, have you watched, I've watched one Maryland game this year. I kind of like that team. Yeah, I think I, I think I, 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 a little bit. I saw a little bit about him. I think I would like him. And I hate West Virginia. I hate Bob Huggins. Yeah, me too. I, I, I it's not the worst. Yeah, looking at Maryland's him. good. Maryland's a fun team to watch. It's a fun team, but like this isn't like the good. Like this usually it sets the tone. It like it, 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 it kind of sets the pace for the rest of the tournament. It gets you excited going in because all of a sudden it's like oh, there's like an upset game almost like right away it comes down to the wire. Like this is, but this is eight nine. Like this isn't, this is an exciting game. It's boring. You're so, you're it's West Virginia. Your He's all of those things. Find it your out. Crap. Defense. It's boring. Ah, oh, jeez. All right. Can't please everybody all the time. It's a game at noon. You should just be happy. You got game at noon. Well, now, now I switch up. See, then the next game is, is Virginia Furman that just started. Oh, Furman. Yeah, thir- right. it's a thirteen-four. Now we're like, talking. Maybe they upset here, Virginia. I don't know. Who cares? There's gonna I just, be upsets. I feel like it's a bad start to the tournament of games. Like they could have put better games on. Here. You'd rather see some Grady Dick. Do you know? Sure. Do you know Grady? Oh, you don't know Grady Dick? No. Oh, he's the villain of all villains. If you were looking for a white guy to root against, Uh look no further than Kansas's own Grady Dick. He is uh, the worst name, the most punchable face. He is is exactly everything. He's he's Kansas basketball Mm. as a single human being. Mm. He's amazing. You're gonna he he's you're gonna love to hate him. Yeah. I, I highly recommend catch Grady Dick. Catch as many Grady Dicks as he can. Catch him everywhere. Ah, uh, there's nothing like a white dick, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's long and versatile. Yeah, thin, slim. He's very slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can drain it from deep. <laughs> I think he's a prospect. I think he's actually going to be in the uh, probably. Think, he's like that other that bra was a brawn or something guy from Kansas like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the NBA, and he's like, I guess he's doing okay, something maybe. But um, yeah, yeah, it seems yeah like- I don't even, yeah, I don't even know who like Kansas and all these teams. I, I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't think I really know one college player. Uh, I only know Grady Dick because I caught a <laughs> Kansas game earlier this year, and I was like, whoa, this guy, what's up with him? <laughs> right. He just looks like a villain. He's like, he looks like he would be in the Cobra Kai. Yeah, floppy totally. blonde hair. Right. Right. I just don't trust. Growing up who are blonde. It's all very confusing. Uh, Although I, I do like the um I watched uh, the Big Ten tournament over the last weekend and I, I really enjoy watching this Penn State team. People are high on them. I They're don't know fun. anything about them. I don't know anything about them. By the time this airs, they'll be out of the out of the tournament. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about them either. I just enjoyed watching them play. And that's kind of where I I think it helped kind of set me up for the rest of this. It's like I'll just, I'll watch these games and I'll enjoy them. Yeah. And Teams, I'll yeah. just be like, oh, they're fun to watch. Yeah, Let's watch this. I game. watch Pittsburgh grind it out, like you know, <laughs> like they're with with like Jim Capel's dated like defense. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> also, did they lose already? No, I think they won. I think they won by one. Uh, oh, did they come back? They were down by like twenty or thirty. Yeah, last they won. Night. I think they Weren't won they? by one. It was like two nights ago. Yeah, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm oh, right. Wow. Oh, good for them. Uh. Speaking of, yeah. did we talk about Jim Beheim retiring? I can't remember. I was like basically di- on my deathbed last time we spoke. So, uh, uh, no, I think we, uh, I think we were doing um, tombstone meme of well, bye. Well, when we were- bye. Yeah, <laughs> he is the, the 
He's the, his retirement is the well bye of all fucking <laughs> coaches. Does anyone care of that guy? Did you like? Did you hear how he like announced his retirement? Oh, like in the most of you know Jim Beheim curmudgeonly way possible. Like, he's like, I th- I thought I already told you. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like, it's yeah. like, what? Who? Are you, uh, who are you mad at? What do you? I, what do you world. have to be to be what? Like, what in your life could you possibly be mad about? You're one of the most cor- corrupt yet beloved head coaches. Mm. You you never did good at recruiting. Yeah, you, you, like a recruiting failure. You ran coaches ragged, waiting that you promised to retire and get out of the way. You got how many of your kids' scholarships? Like, mm-hmm. what is what does he have to be mad about? Forty ran plus a, years a and fucking a trick system, a gimmick system. Yeah, that does. It was literally, I think, the whole you know reason for his success. Yeah, but then, uh, then he, but then he's like fraught with scandal. He was yep. suspended for a year plus. Yep. Who knows what he's been doing up in Syracuse? You can get away with murder. Like my oh, point, he's doing. He just got. He just got the uh, kid who's who's the radio host in Syracuse uh, fired. Of course, because he, he he talks too poorly about Syracuse sports and and the basketball program in in in, in general. That's what or, I mean. in most part. So I mean. Big fish, small well, pond. He had the most successful radio station of that local uh, or the radio program on that station. Uh, and because Bayheim on his way out, and he because he also owns like 20% of the station, he's a minority owner in the station. Of the station? Of the station. Oh, he was an investment because like, like the guy who started it needed funding or whatever. And so Bayheim, you know, so it's a huge conflict of interest, of you course, think? to some degree. Not a big, that big a deal, but also like, yeah, because, because, oh, and now because Bayheim's retired, he's going to be on that station for the f- next couple of years, at least. As a personality? As a personality and talking. And so he didn't want this kid. And I say kid, and like, maybe he's in his thirties or something, or probably tw- maybe twenties, but he was pretty good at it. But, but he was so negative towards Syracuse program because they suck. Yeah. That Bayheim was like, fuck you. My ego's more important here. You're gone. That guy's the fucking worst. I He's hated him. I fucking hate, worst. I mean, I hated him when I was like a big Georgetown fan in high school. Like he was just the the guy you hated. Yeah. And then you think like when you when like, as yeah. you grow up and you realize like he's good at his job and you're like, oh wait, you know, Bayheim. Like I just didn't see it, you know, because I was too like you know immature. But no, he just has always who's who's a good NBA prospect that came, that's come out of Syracuse. Who's the best player to come out of Syracuse? Carmelo. Carmelo. And then who? McNamara? Like, who's who's second? Derek Coleman? Uh, 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 yeah, Coleman, I guess. Derek Coleman is the second best fucking Syracuse grad. He had a couple play. good guys in the 80s, too. I can't remember who they were now. Who? But, um, ah, man. Exactly. Like, you'd yeah. think a guy that's coached 43 years would have, like, I don't know, one player that was good? <clears throat> Sorry, Melo, like, two players. Melo played there, what, one year? Got him, a, got him a ring and fucking bounced. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like, I just like, he just hasn't done it. What has he done? Like the whole thing of like building men into boys into men or whatever. It's like, just, he just does everything wrong and gross. And I have no love for anyone that like cares about Syracuse. Yeah. I, I, I mean, <clears throat> I agree. Like I, he, 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 he runs a fucking stupid fucking Zone defense, and that's I literally that's the only thing I think that he's why he's had success. This success he's had, and and that the reason is because he's in Syracuse. That program's not going to do anything after he leaves because it hasn't done anything for a long time. No, it's going to 
relevant now going forward. No one wants to go to fucking Syracuse and play at basketball. All. It's a dog shit town. Yeah. It's a and dog shit town. He's, he's, he's so fucking fortunate and lucky to be in that place so he could coach for 47 years in one place and to get the second most wins of all time in college history. Like that's just like that's not that's not like a that's that's not something to sort of hang your hat on. I don't think. Yeah, he's dumb. Yeah, it's um. I'm glad to see him gone. Like I'm glad to see him gone. This was yeah. Like, I'm like, finally like, done with it. I mean, it's been ten. Literally, I think it's been ten years where he's been talking about retiring. I know. Like, wanted, I think he wanted this fucking legacy. I think he would have stayed, but I think Syracuse was like, dude, you have to leave now. Yeah, it's over. They finally came to their senses. Yeah, it's over. It's like, what do you mean? It's over. all he was doing was his own glory for his own uh, records and all that kind of bullshit. And then now that Shashevsky retired, I think he was, I think he wanted to probably coach as long as he could to sort of break the all time wins record. With one championship. Yeah. 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 I'm a, Get out of here. Yeah. Seriously. All right. We don't need to waste any more time on Jimmy oh, Bayheim. Couldn't carry Raleigh Massimino's underwear. <laughs> well, nobody could. <laughs> I don't really have much more on college basketball. I guess we'll just see how the tournament unfolds. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know enough. I don't have like any locks. I did place a futures bet on Gonzaga because the money was crazy. This is like probably a month ago. Oh, uh, just because like now the Gonzaga. Off. Now, well, no, the pressure's off. Okay, they, they have a forty-year-old player, which has mm-hmm. got to be good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like like if people aren't looking at them, maybe they'll sneak in there. Maybe that was that was the the only like. What are they a five seed now? I think or something. Four, I think. Four, four. Yeah. Okay. And I don't remember what I got him at, but it was like plus two thousand or something stupid, which felt they're just, three seed. Felt like felt like some value there. Yeah, a little pressure off, I guess. I that's what I mean. A little pressure yeah, off. Yes, I, I I think they're a good team, but I, I think that yeah, the, the expectations are sort of damped down a little bit, you know, as compared to the years past, um, which is good. Yeah. You know, I you know stop overrating them. Yeah, exactly. They were always yeah. overrated. And I liked UCLA from last year. I remembered. I don't know. I think they have like a player that's injured now. So that's like two of them. So they might be going out soon. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I had this idea of doing like a Bruins Bruins bet where, cause it feels like the Boston Bruins are going to win the NHL. And then you could do like <laughs> a double Bruins, but DraftKings turned me down. Uh, of course I, I they did. It. They said, who are you? And why are you, you calling fan duel, man? I think you gotta go do fan duels advertising, uh, like, parlays and all these kinds of things like on, on there's like tv advertising for it i was watching the i was watching the lead up to the sixers game last night uh and i and they like do this like thing in the studio they're like the DraftKings studio and they like you know have like a guy and a girl that are like give you a couple of like dumb ideas and then they throw a bunch of ads at you but the guy and the girl i think are purposefully dressed terribly like they're like she's in like old dated low, low-rise jeans and he was in like a frumpy sweatshirt and i was like oh these are the people that gamble they don't want to see some slick guy that's like hey take my word for it tommy they want to be like oh yeah no i got a tip from uh from the the landlord or whatever from the super (laughs) you know yeah they look like shit they look like someone you'd see at the thirsty turtle in cranford new jersey like (laughs) thirsty turtle yeah and i was like why are these fucking people that look like shit on tv like he's got like a broke goatee and i'm just like what's happening i was like oh that's who gamblers relate to. They don't want to be, they don't want some guy that's like, no, hey, that's yeah. why it was always used to be like these old, like balding dudes who look yeah. like they were, you know, disheveled and yeah. yeah someone you meet at OTB. Yeah. But now that yeah. there is no OTB, it's just like a stage hand who like can't get <laughs> off his phone. That's right. the new gambler. <laughs> 
yeah, as far as the tournament, the rest of the tournament, I'm just excited for like West Virginia to get out, Auburn, like teams like those where I can't stand the coaches and the teams. Like I hope they just, I hope they go out early. Okay. You know that kind of stuff, yeah. and then uh, the upsets. Let's just, I, you know, I love the upsets. I like people that uh, are in my life that get caught up in the idea that their teams are actually good. Like I have a friend who's like, I went to North Car. <laughs> North Carolina State or whatever, and he's like, I don't know. Could you put a bet on them making the Sweet Sixteen? I was like, Sure, dude. Sure, I'll I'll light your money on fire. Like, yeah. He's like, You know, we have a player that could be pro, and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody suddenly, everybody literally doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I would like I couldn't sit here and be like Montana State University, even though I didn't go there. Like, yeah, look at them as an upset. I got fucking win. They're terrible. It's Montana. (laughs) Don't get caught up in the bullshit. Uh, NC State shouldn't even be in the tournament technically. Apparently, you know, like they weren't a they weren't a very good team, but they got in above some other deserving teams. All that bull- that's all the other bullshit. Ah, that's all the other bullshit. I know, I know. You get into that part of it. What, whatever. Oh, it doesn't matter. Let's, let's talk about one other. I, I don't know if you saw this related to college basketball. They're not in the tournament, um, but Georgia Tech hired Damon Stoudemire. Yeah, I heard that the, on the. I heard that on the the knuckleheads. They were they're excited for. Oh, it. did you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for him too, actually. Yeah, D Miles is like best point guard I ever played with. Ooh, okay, interesting. And he's like, if you go, if you're a young point guard, he's like, you listen to this podcast and you want to like learn from the best, you should go to Georgia Tech. It's in a good city, it's a good coach, like you can learn. And I was like, all right, D Miles out there, fucking campaigning for yeah, for that's good, man. Get, man, get some of your buddies out there. Yeah, do that kind of stuff. I was wondering if. Because Georgia Tech's a hard place to to sort of, you know, have lost, success. Lost its luster for sure. Totally, and it's and it's a it's a tough school. I think it, you know it's 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 not an easy school to get into. It's right, not right, right, right. There's all those kinds of things too. I think that the kind of it's one of those places that kind of holds itself back to some degree. Um, so I I wonder if if like if they had to kind of go, I think this direction with someone who maybe has a name, who has still some equity maybe around you know, the league and the country and, you know, and maybe that's to your point then with these guys in the knucklehead saying like, Hey, kind of, it's definitely his league contacts that got him the job. I think it's what it's like his league contacts is the fact that he's coached in like the NBA. It's like, it's it's that, it's that thing. There's there's, like, he coached at Pacific like a few years back and and did really well at the, at the college level too. So he has some experience doing that. And it just makes it a little, you know, interesting and, and something, you know, I keep my eye on, I kind of root for him, I think. And, and, um, and see, see if they can make something out of it, actually. I'm with it. Yeah. To any of our listeners that are good uh, point guards, should probably consider, like, maybe going there. I'll yeah. I'll put in a good yeah. word for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I brought this up quickly, and I don't really want to belabor it, but, like, that last night, the Sixers played the Cavs, and... Now they're the cheaters. It's weird. I watched that game and I was like, if I was a Cavaliers fan, I would be completely pissed off. This was like a poorly officiated game. And Bede fouled out. They reversed the call uh, when he clearly did an offensive foul and gave them a bucket, which swung the game. And that was that. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to get preferential treatment. I was. It was bizarre. I'm not sure how I feel about it. But the Sixers are definitely getting the whistle now. Like they're like, Adam Silver is like, all right, fine. We might as well let them be good. <laughs> and uh, it's weird. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I don't think this team's going to collapse. I don't think, I don't think they're going to win a championship. 
I'm pretty certain they're going to make it to the finals and lose to be the fourth Philly team in one year to lose in the finals. Okay. Uh, That's my prediction. Yeah. But now suddenly the Embiid conversation has shifted and people and the odds have shifted. Uh, Yeah. And all the Jokic people are like, oh, I always liked Embiid. I always (laughs) liked Embiid. Like there's the season's not over yet. That's what I always said. The game, the season's not over yet. Like we like, Everybody pump the brakes here. Like, I've always loved Embiid. He's great. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. The backpedaling. Yeah, well, there is a bit of a Jokic uh, uh, backlash here. You know, it seems like people, I, I just saw something, uh, someone posted on, on Twitter, and it said that Nikola Jokic leads the league with 45 kicked ball violations this year, per Zach Lowe. <laughs> What a dumb thing to keep track of. I know, but it, but here and now, this is the re, the point of it. And the, the player in second place has seventeen, so it's by far the most. He I, like it's not even close, right? He just throws his leg out, right? He just right. Like, and out. there was someone. I think there's a quote. It doesn't. It's not attributed to who, but it's it's his way of saying I just don't feel like playing defense. It's smart, but we shouldn't allow guys to karate kick the ball. But that was did you you ever you played with that guy? There's always the guy that like just it gets in his head. He just all, like it's either he like played soccer or something. Or no matter what, you stop the ball. He's always the kickball guy. Yeah. yeah. Every pass, he's like throwing both his leg and his foot into it. And you're just like, ugh, fine. But, we'll throw it in from out of bounds. Like, I like how people are starting to throw dirt around on Jokic a little bit to sort of, you know, take him off that fucking pedestal, this MVP pedestal. I think Jokic w- doesn't want to win. I, honestly, I feel like he, he's probably like just, just fucking like, it's not my fault I'm MVP. Like, yeah. leave, leave me alone. The, the, the problem here is that... He, it, it's like, this is the year he's deserved to win the MVP. You know, if anything, like the stats he's putting up and the triple doubles and all that kind of stuff, like that's the, like the strongest case you could make for him. And like his team is in first place. Yeah, the last heard, two years, his team was like fourth or fifth place. And he's still that, like, I, that doesn't, fuck that. I've like, heard the so, argument that like, just give Embiid last year's trophy and then you can win this year. Yeah. Like, that's the way it should work. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just the reverse MVP, the call. Like the they MVP, just did with Embiid. Reverse the call. The MVP, exactly. The MVP <laughs> conversation is dumb. I mean, Embiid last night was like in foul trouble because he was trying to get, like he was stealing rebounds from everyone. Like it, like they're like, Embiid's not campaigning for MVP. He's clearly campaigning for MVP. Yeah. Like I've never seen him rebound like that in my life. Like he was, it was crazy. People didn't even know what to do with it. They're like, chill out, bro. Like you got it. Like, so I think he really wants it. I want it for him to get the monkey off his back. I, I'm always going to root against Jokic because I think Jokic is just sure he's I, whatever. Like there's I, a part it, of me that thinks too that this is all sort of part of the the the, the script. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like push Jokic early, get this thing going up, and then switch courses. You know, go with someone else here. You know, you keep stirring it up. These are the storylines and all this kind of stuff. And then and then yeah, maybe you maybe you're maybe at the end because it, I, for whatever reason, and I don't even know why this makes sense necessarily. It's like the, you know, storylines drive the stuff and like, it's, it's, you know, that's the reason why they vote, you know, and, and players a certain way because it, it creates talking points or it creates stories or something that people, it gives people to talk about. But I don't know if that really, you know, after it's done, like, I don't know if it well, did anyone really talk about MVP that much before, like, at, like Twitter years ago? or whatever. Like I remember the Nash thing you know like i think the first mvp i remember really people talking about was westbrook and harden yeah that, that was the first time i really heard like a conversation about it and i guess you know like th- maybe that's just because 
so many people like have podcasts. So many people talk about this now, true too and now. debate it and whatever. And it's like, it's something to talk about. And I think that kind of to your point earlier, like this is what the NBA wants. They want the storyline. They want, they, they want to, they want, you know, it's it, it, part of two was can't be bad was, that three great centers are leading the league in like MVP voting. That's incredible. Actually. I mean, that, that hasn't wow. happened in 20 years, right? That's good for the league. Uh, yeah, it is good for the league, I guess, to some degree. But it's like I don't know how much storyline matters to this either, though. You know, necessarily, like it seems like it's kind of a false narrative or profit in a sense that, like, oh well, they need, they need this, they need people talking about this and stuff. And like, but do they? Because like, what does it actually achieve? Like, oh no, I mean, I don't think that. You know like, I mean? like, do they care about ratings on local states? You know, radio stations in in each market, like talking about this? Because no, I think that does I, it really I drive think, interest in the game. More? No, like, it just I don't, gives it's twenty four hour it's twenty four hour news cycle. It's something for like. You know, people like Perkins to talk about with Greeny, like ad nauseum. That I that I see. It's it's content for the, the for the station, fills, for the NBA itself. Time. Like I don't know if it really helps no, no. drive their numbers in some. No, way. not at all. Nothing drives their numbers. That's why they're failing. Just the games itself and stuff. I do think I do think you're to your point though. Talking about this stuff, I think a lot of it sort of escalated with LeBron not winning championships or not winning MVPs. Yeah. over like, the last fifteen years too, though, because that was always a big thing about. That was a lot of talking points. I feel like is that oh LeBron's not winning him, which he should be. He should. If there's anybody who should be a three time MVP, it should be LeBron. Yeah, I think we'd look back on it and be like, that was stupid. I, I think to me, like I, I look at LeBron, I look at Curry, and I'm just like, those guys are like the best players, always yeah. the best players. Mm-hmm. They have the most impact. Curry changed the game completely. So did LeBron. Like there's just like they're they're the difference makers. Yeah. But what does MVP mean? Like the people are like it's a regular season thing. It's um you know it's. How yeah, many yeah, games? Yeah. It's how your team does. Everyone's just got a different idea of what it means, and then we boil it down to a hundred of the biggest pains in the ass to decide. Right, right, right. And then we get mad at them for for voting one way or another. Right. When and it's, it's totally it's not the, arbitrary. It's not their fault that they have that right. I guess you know to vote. It's just stupid. It's yeah. all stupid. But I am exci- I will. Wa- I do want Embiid to win MVP, and I. I'm enjoying watching the Sixers do well. Like they have not fallen off the cliff just yet. And I think that really to me for the MVP thing, like when Embiid and Jokic went head to head and Embiid destroyed him, actually PJ Tucker destroyed him, but you know, like that, mm-hmm. those things. And then, and then the Sixers beating the bucks and snapping their winning streak. And it just feels like, all right, like maybe even though last year they were like the number one or number two seed this year, yeah. they're like contending. They're beating like they they're beating tough teams. Yeah, I think they've changed their narrative a little bit. Yeah, and they're not they're not all Simmons and the and Doc's like somehow like, like coaching. Well, coaching I guess, but he's like just like he's just doing the right lineups. I'm like all of a sudden Montrez Harrell is gone and this team is clicking. Go fucking figure, dude. Yeah, like, like go figure. Uh, I don't know yeah. why he didn't took him so long to get out of his own way, but like of course, Montrez Harrell is never like he He's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I have to give it to Doc. He did he did uh make make a change on that and and, and it's good. Um, one other NBA note. This is something we talked about uh last week or maybe the week before. But the uh, John Morant has been suspended by the league for eight games. He's doing some sort of rehab thing mm-hmm. in Florida. Sure. Uh, he had an interview, a heartfelt interview with Jalen Rose. Jalen, Ro- who understands him, Jalen <laughs> Rose. No one else could do that. I mean, it was just. Barbara Walters, move over. <laughs> Jalen Rose got, he just got to the point, the heart 
of John Morant and John Morant, what I mean, just t- owning it, you know, just owning, owning it and taking responsibility. And I'm rooting for just putting out, putting out. And, on and the I'm, I'm rooting for, you know, I'm, I, I'm rooting for him. You know, he's going to see the air of his ways. He's going to, yeah. he's going to be more like us. And I want him to live a Christian straight path. And that's what makes me feel comfortable when my black athletes act whiter. I want them to like, just not be themselves. And, and Jalen, you know, he's the king of that. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I would, I, I had tears, tears the entire time I watched that interview. It was incredible. Did you actually watch it? Fuck no. Fuck that <laughs> shit. So fucking stupid. Fucking just, just got like, fuck, fuck the world. Like, just fuck the world. <laughs> Oh, that should be our, maybe that should be our podcast to yeah. fuck the world. <laughs> it's a whack place to be. It kind of is. It's the fucking worst. The world's the fucking worst. I'm like, are we still yeah. talking about, the, like, ugh. Gross. Yeah, yeah. about content. Honestly, gross. Oh, yeah. oh, even grosser? Even fucking grosser? The fucking... Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee thing. Did you see this? No, I, I don't watch. Oh, that. gross, dude. I highly recommend find a YouTube clip of the, of Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show and watch it with the sound off and you will be, it's in, in Pat McAfee's clearly on cocaine. I don't even know who he is, but he's bananas. Aaron Rodgers is the biggest douchebag on earth and then aj hawk just sits there and stares blindly Does, into the abyss yeah with a chiseled chin it is the worst grossest is that who, like, is that who a sidekick is, is proud AJ boys hawk? culture it's so yo bro like it's so yo bro and it's like this like micro dosing right leaning whatever the fucking whatever that culture is there's five minutes of fucking Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. I highly recommend you. It's disgusting. It is so gross to look at. It's so gross. It's so weird. It's like, I don't even know what I'm... It feels like like Bobby the Brain Heenan will pop out at any moment. It's so <laughs> bizarre. I, I don't... I, honestly, it's, it's the, the least interesting thing. Like, just stop drawing it all out. I know, but it is interesting. Like, it's so weird because it's this, to me, it's like this, it's like embodies what the culture is right now. Like, the content doesn't matter. He's stupid. I don't care if he goes to the Jets or fucking flies to the moon. I don't give a shit about Aaron Rodgers. I don't root for him or root against him. He doesn't mean anything to me. To, I hope this, they can't come to an agreement so that, he like, has to, like, retire. We're still talking about him going into the dark and, like, this, like, it's so Joe Rogan, like, like hmm. hyperbolic chamber weird shit. Like, I'm just like, these yeah. rich white guys with nothing better to do than ayahuasca and fucking like just talk about <laughs> themselves and think about themselves and work on themselves and fucking blah, blah. fuck off. Pat McAfee, you're a fucking washed up punter. Like who, who even are you? I, I mean, listen, I, I don't know if I like him or not, but he's, uh, he's doing he's doing really well for himself, and he's and he's made a big sort of career Congrats. thing here now, which I I, I respect and like, I appreciate. But, I don't know. It's yeah, sure, but it's like in the same platform as like you know what talk wars or whatever that shit is. Like it's it's so it's so whatever. he doesn't pr- it's so I, info just, wars adjacent. It's like you watch it and you're just like ugh, like gross. 
It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, Watch it. It's he toes the line pretty well, I think. And like, it's of I, what of of sort of of that sort of like leaning one way or the other, you know, kind of thing. Like he, I, I think he's mastered the ability to sort of to to toe both sides of the fence on everything. Why do we care? He's a punter. What I is, don't. I, I I literally don't. Why, I don't watch a show. I don't follow is, him. I, like, all that kind of stuff. Who even is he? What has he even done? Like, well, I don't even understand. I don't even understand why his net done. worth is thirty-five million dollars for doing nothing but a, a YouTube channel where he, he stands just, he, up, he, takes his glasses off, puts them on, takes his glasses off, looks uncomfortable. Aaron Rodgers yammers on for seven minutes, and then they take those clips, and he's like the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> Yeah, basically. He's monetized his, his presence. His what? Personality. What is his personality? I don't know. It's whatever the fuck it is. Like, who fucking cares exactly what it is? Like, but he's, gross. he's figured out how to do that. Good for him. Yeah. He's, he's gross. He's like InfoWars. I hate him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but watch it. And don't put the no, sound I don't on. care to. But don't put the sound on. Please just put it on. I implore everyone. I've seen because everyone shows highlights of it, and I, that's exactly what I do because I don't have the sound on. But you don't. Someone else just, like rebroadcast. Just watch it. Pat McAfee like uncomfortably. Yeah, he's like, wearing a fucking tank top, and he stands up while he's talking. Things, fiddle with his seven Gatorades and his bobblehead sitting in front of him, and his like liquid death. Like it's just. Bobblehead. Why does everybody have fucking bobbleheads on their fucking? It's talk so show? dumb. It's so. It's all dumb. It's I. The only it. thing I took away from all that, as I saw, is that. Aaron Rodgers is such a little bitch that he has to try to uh, sort of reframe this whole conversation about him. So the report was that he, he, was, he, had, he had a wish list for the Jets to sign some players for him to join, for him to agree to join the Jets. Okay. And he found that show and was like, I didn't demand anything. It's like, yeah, no shit, bro. You have a wish list. It's like what you would want if you could ask for stuff. That's called a wish list. You're not, it's not a demand. No one said you're demanding anything, but he has to always fucking change the fucking wordings to make himself look better or seem like more intelligent. And it's all this bullshit. Like, I can't stand it. I'm done with him. I'm bored with him. I'm, a, I'm excited. So, like, am I going to retire? Or am I not going to retire? It's all, it's all fucking Brett Favre all over again. He's just I'm, fucking taking Brett Favre's playbook and just milking it for like years on years. And everyone's so enthralled. It's so on the edge of their seat about this. Like who the fuck cares anymore? Go away. Go away. Tire. I'm with you. Go away. Go away. Start a fucking, like, st- just, start a convent or whatever they're called. Commune. Yeah. A convent. Either one. <laughs> That's the new thing. I'm starting a convent. It's a dark convent. I'm out here doing convents now. It's the new <laughs> shit. Got nuns. I got, I got nuns on nuns on nuns. Like, just, like, I, I literally, I hope. Like a natural wine. I hope the Packers and the Jets are in a fucking stalemate over draft compensation and that they can't, and then it all gets called off, and then Aaron Rodgers has to fucking retire. I hope they just fucking force him out of the league. None of it matters. <laughs> Fuck the world. <laughs> next, next issue. Next issue. Crossfire. <laughs> That's Pat McAfee. Next on, next on Crossfire. <laughs> I listened to your Dana Carvey uh, podcast, by the way. On my, yeah. my six hours on the train to D.C. and back. Uh, yeah, Dana Carvey comes in so hot, like, on every podcast. I'm like, just, yeah. let's just, you don't have to jump right into the church lady. Or, like, it's like, if we're no. talking about impersonations, sure. But you don't have to just, like, come in so hot. So that part of it was intense, but I like the guy. And I like yeah. that people like him. Like, I like that, like how respected he is and he's getting respect and he seems like a good person. 
Yeah. And I, and I, he's a better, I, he's a totally, he's a better guest than he is a host. Cause I tried to listen to his podcast with David Spade and I was like, I, I don't even think I got five minutes. Into yeah. It. I t- it's, you know, it's never a good sign when you've had like the guy has had like 27 podcasts. Yeah. Like there's like, like uh, Joe DeRosa is one of my favorite comics. He's, he's, I think the guy started like 27 podcasts and you're like, you're just not a podcast guy, dude. Not podcast. <laughs> you're not a podcast guy. It's fine. Some people are. Like some people are terrific at podcasts. Some people just don't like they're better guests. Tom Papa, he's an amazing podcast guy. He's is great. He? Oh yeah. People love to talk to him. <laughs> and he's so genuine. Oh man, that's my that's my warm milk before bed. Tom Papa. I'll listen to him talk to anybody. It's great. Okay. All right. He's and he doesn't like get in people's and he knows everyone and he doesn't like he just kinda like has a chat. I just listened yeah. to him talk to Colin Quinn and I was like, this is great. Like, I don't even like Colin Quinn. And I was like, this is great. They were funny. Great. They yeah. made me laugh. It felt like I was just listening to two old comics shoot the shit. It was great. I like, yeah. I, like, like yep. yeah. that, maybe that's just where I am in my, in my life. But like, <laughs> there's something very, very nice about like putting in headphones and making like a, a dinner that takes too long to make and listen to a Tom Papa podcast. <laughs> that's my like happy place. That's how lame I am. I, I can see that actually. That's yeah. how lame I am. I'm I think I'm going to try it. I might even, I, I might pour a little like, I pour like a little shot of whiskey and that's my like drink. Like I drink it like in sips. Little sips. <laughs> I have sips out of a little shot glass. Because <laughs> I don't want to get too drunk. But yep. I, but I want to take the edge off. I listen to Tom Papa, whoever he's talking to, they all seem to be nice. And I like, you know, I take too long making a salad. It's great. Hey, speaking of podcasts, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've told this, this one to me or not, or recommend this one to me or if you know about it or not, but there's, there's a podcast called The Whistleblower? Uh, yeah, that's the one about the breath. It's all the old Tom Donahue thing. Yeah, Tim Donahue yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been recommended to me too. I haven't listened to it because I, I watched the uh, 30 for 30 and I felt like I kind of got it all. Oh, okay. But maybe I didn't. Not the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That could be too, I guess. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I, I saw some people like repost it because they were like, this is really good and stuff. So I was like, I, but I, I, I couldn't remember. I like, I thought we maybe you've talked about before, but I, I, have, I haven't listened to it. No, maybe I will because I, I like, I like the, like those, those fucking Delco guys, like the come, like that part of like Pennsylvania, whatever. They're just amazing. They're like, yeah. it's like, I didn't think you could be trashier than Boston. They're like, we're trashier. Oh, you're t- <laughs> oh it's so gross. <laughs> This fucking guy, I, I will say this, since we're talking about refereeing really quickly, and I don't think we talked about this on the pod either, uh, Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet is my favorite NBA player of all time. He oh. said exactly what I have always felt, and he, oh, yes. he was so good, and he was so concise, and it was so well said, and he also dropped dicks, which mm-hmm. is like, the per- he was like, not Grady Dick, but he was, he was like, sometimes they're just, some refs are good, most of them are good, but some are just dicks, and it's like, that's exactly right. Some yep. refs are like dicks. Like that's yep. just what they, they do. And he, of them. But it, well, he wasn't just that basic. He talked about everything. He gave perfect examples. And he was like, I'm going to eat this. Mm-hmm. But he dropped like F-bombs. And it mm-hmm. was like. It was, it was wonderful. Respect. I never knew how like eloquent that guy was. And I, I, I'm rooting. Like I, I, I like that guy. I like, I like yeah. the fucking. I like the Raptors. Like I'm in. I turned on Nick Nurse. I'm in. I turned on. You know, like I'm going to be listening to Drake in no time. Like I'm just going to be like Drake Stan. You know, like <laughs> watching old episodes of fucking his TV program, Jimmy in his wheelchair, to Grassy High. It's gonna be me. Like I'm, all, I'm in. I'm the North. <laughs> I hate Siakam. I'll never like him. But like, 
As long as Van Vliet and Nick Nerds are there, and maybe I got a dream. I have a dream that uh, that that they'll get the old squad back together. The, the you know that we'll we'll see like the, we'll see the team. We'll get Kyrie back, or sorry, Kawhi back. Like we'll run it back. It'll be 2018. Wait, you mean like DeRozan and Lowry? Or? Yeah, them too. Okay, I will get the whole squad. Everyone that's like cheap and available. They should all come and just have one last hurrah. Maybe get like uh. Who's the other the other dude that like played the OKC? Serge Ibaka, he could come. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Get all the guys. All right, yeah. They can maybe they can all just like retire at the same time. Yeah, and they all get like one game to play, like as they retire or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just signing like a one day contract where they don't yeah. play, let them play. Give the them like la- a couple the games. Last twenty play. games of the season this season, they <laughs> sign fucking they sign a bunch of ten. 10-day contracts, Lowry <laughs> comes in. Get, they just give him, they feed him. He gets 50. Retires. Fucking DeRozan comes in. Gets a fucking quadruple double. Retires. Get Vince Carter out there for a couple games, too. VC out of retirement. Yeah. Tracy? Yeah, with Brady? Tracy McGrady. Yeah. yeah it'll be, be incredible. I love it. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> the greats. Great. Yeah. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. You talked me into it. Anyway, I'm just like, I really like Fred Van Vliet and I like Nick Nurse. And those are two players that I used, people that I used to hate. So I can like, I can see things differently. Yeah. I can change my mind. I I liked the way he talked. I liked that he took all the kind of emotions out of it. And it was just like, it was all fact. Yeah. It was all facts. It was was perfect. Like, that's how you, that's how you, I think that's how you combat this. It's like, you, you gotta take the, be willing to take the fines, but come with something to say and, and just sort of like prove it and like give, Put the put the league and the refs on notice. Yeah, he had to do it, and he was like, "I'm going to take the fine. Here's what it is. They only fined him thirty five thousand dollars. They didn't suspend him. Like that to me says like, all right, yeah, we're you're good. right, we're, but, we're good, <laughs> right. But for for public, you know, kind of reasons here, for we have to look a certain way. Yeah, we have to. They yeah. didn't look that hard. Like like it said, it's like that same with that. What was it? Was it college baseball or the minor leagues or something? Where that ref was like that ump. You're the ump. That yeah, was a baller. Strikes like way was, outside. The that zone. was a baller move, though. That was yeah, a baller he was move. Like, fuck this. Fuck this game. Fuck I want to get guy, out of here. Fuck this game. He was just like, <laughs> this guy's gonna bitch at me. The fucking down eight in the bottom of the ninth on a fucking low ball. This guy's been in my ear all fucking day. Next pitch is a fucking strike, and we're walking out of here. Yeah. And I was and literally. He walked away. I was like, fuck, fuck yeah, that's an ump mic drop. Like that's the coolest thing an ump any ump has ever done. That's way cooler than doing like a strike. You know, like. He mic dropped a fool, and and he knew he was gonna go down for it. And the fucking gross like college announcer that's like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is a disgrace. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, this is usher. This is ushering in robot umps. This guy's do. This is one for robot umps right here. I loved it. Yeah, it totally. Amazing. And then they and they just suspended him like for like a you know the rest of the season or something. Too. Who cares? Which what is he making? Two hundred bucks a game. Like, yeah, Some it's great. Bush league college ump. He doesn't give a fuck. That was. I was like, cl- clap! I slow clapped for that guy. Look, they, Major League Baseball is going to hire him next season. They should. It was <laughs> awesome. I think it's great. Like every other sport, you could fucking somebody's in your ear. You can tee him up. I mean, what umps get to throw a guy out? Boring. He just ended the game. He mic yeah. dropped. It was great. Incredible. Yeah, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Nothing. Game's I'm over. Boss. I'm the boss. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. It was great. I loved it. Uh I, I want to shine one light on, on, uh, on basketball real quick. NBA basketball? Yeah. And I know you saw this, but I got to give him some love and shout out. My boy, Brooke Lopez. 
Fuck. You got a little scuffle there Fuck with uh, Trey Lyles. Fuck that guy. I love it, man. Fuck. Come on. Did you watch that game? No, I just, just yeah. saw the. I just saw the, you the fight. The, basically, you, I watched the. I was on a long train ride again. I watched the whole game, and like, I've always been a, a like a Brooke Lopez like truther. Like, I watched all those. I mean, I was a net season ticket holder for three years. I had to get on board. You know, like my wife has a weird crush on him. Uh, but he was just being a prick the whole game. Like he was, and it, and he then he just had to do it more. Like if it, if you just saw the fight, you'd be like, yeah, Brooke Lopez came to fucking like we stood up for his teammate or whatever. But he was acting like that the whole game. As John okay. Matson's mother said one time, he's a seven foot one asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see the problem here. <laughs> I will say, like, I do like that oh. he has evolved so much. Like, I I love that his game is what it is. And I think that they are basically unstoppable. Like having watched that game, it mm-hmm. like they were down and it, and Giannis was like, Giannis took a hefty time off and they were like a better squad when he wasn't there. Mm. Like it was, a, it's, they're good. They're everything I hate about a team. They like have all the guys that don't like try to floss. They've got gross Grayson Allen. Who's like, well, that's, that's the devil only... incarnate. Like every, like, Brooke Lopez, who suddenly like got the sweetest stroke in the game, like they don't really have a center, but they have two that they can play at the same time. Portis, like it's all these role players mm-hmm. that are like so happy to be there and want to win. Like that doesn't exist on many teams. Yeah, well, it, it surprises me that teams like, um, like even Houston, like when they had Harden, and like the Lakers now with LeBron, and like all these teams that have these superstars, and they can't figure out how to build a team around them properly. With the you know with the right kind of players and stuff, and well, it's like it's culture. It starts with Bud Budenholzer. Right? I don't even think he's that great of a coach. He's not, but they love him. That's the thing. It's like there's this culture, right? And it's like Giannis stayed, and like they got the players. They got like these understated good players. It, Drew Holiday, it, not flashy. Chris Middleton, not flashy. Bobby Portis just needed the fucking pressure off from from being in Chicago. Like it's all, like the GM moves are all perfect. Getting rid of fucking <laughs> DiVincenzo, like. He wasn't the right it's, fit. Like it's, I'm, I don't, but I don't think it's that hard to figure that out. Like you, you just, they, it took him a few years. It took him like two to three years to yeah. learn and, and sort of, you know, I, I think understand the players that they needed. And it's probably also easier said than done to get those exact players that you need to, right? Because yeah, but it like, doesn't, it also like what a move, like you bring in fucking Giannis's brother to like p- be on the, on the bench with him. Yeah. Like yeah. these are like, these are genius understated GM moves that like no one is seeing. Like this is right. But how are you not doing this with LeBron and you know in L.A. for the last four years? You know what I mean? Like it's just, it, it's it it I, I I'm dumbfounded by the fact that these teams and these guys are supposed to be really good at this stuff, and this is their job, and they can't achieve that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. But but it's also like the t- it's the it's the it just it all boils down I think to like this word we say culture, but I think that in this case it is culture. It's like this. It's like let's build. Right I think they learn from their mistake, their mistakes, and they grew from it. Instead of just keep forcing the same bullshit over and over again. Like honestly, I think the Lakers actually just figured it out at the deadline. Like I actually enjoyed what they did and those trades they made. I think they were incredibly fortunate to actually make those trades. The one, the one with the Timberwolves to get rid of the, that fucking bullshit, and and to, to bring back the players that they did. That was inc- like those were incredibly uh, skillful like moves, you know, and. and some of it, I feel like there's a little bit of conspiracy theory there that they were allowed to have those players. You know what I mean? Because that I, what they gave up doesn't compare to the players that they got back. I agree with that. 
Uh, but I think they finally figured out like, oh, we need like these types of players and this makes our, this will make our team better. And it's, and it's, it, for the most part, it's, I, I think it's coming true. I agree. So Chris, I know you got some, uh, music related things you wanted to talk about. <laughs> we usually start the show with, with stuff like that, but let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's close the show with some. Yeah, some we're going to close the show. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, close with the, uh, in memoriam. Um, Okay. But before we get to that, then, uh, I saw something, someone brought up a good question and it, it got me thinking and I, and I, this makes a lot of sense in, in, in the, in questioning this, not necessarily like doing this, but why don't like musicians, uh, ever do like matinee shows, <laughs> you know, and you were just talking about like how we get older, you're, you're listening to podcasts while you're cooking and all these things. Like we're getting older. Like, you know what, if, if, funny. if Beyonce yeah. or somebody just, you know, did like a, did like a one o'clock or a four o'clock show. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, so, so, everything else in our lives, theater, movies, everything right, else right, is like, right, right. you know, happens during the day. Right. right? Yeah. I'm sure it exists. Why don't, con- why don't we have concerts? Why don't we have day concerts? Why is it always like 10 well, o'clock at night? There's festivals, right? Like those are day concerts. Sure. But that's all, that's like a whole, but there's a series of just, just and yeah. it's usually lesser bands are during the day and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. The headlines like, are always like, at night. Why can't I go to like an arena and see like, taking yeah. back Sunday on at yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon. Like why? <laughs> like why isn't, I think one part of it is it depends on the act, but if it's a big act, like why isn't Bob Seger at his age doing like, well, it requires a full day to load in and set up a Bob Seger show. Right. So like if you throw off the timing, like, like it just works on a tour you have schedule, to spend an extra day, the, the day yeah, ahead of time works like, on a tour like, schedule. But you were saying that like Jimmy Buffett, doesn't he do like a, he loads in he and then Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. Right. And he stays the only in day he place. performs. Right. So if it's someone like him, he could definitely do daytime shows. Although oh, doesn't fuck. he? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the best. That's a good question. Like, he might, I don't remember when I've seen him. 30 is the perfect time for a Buffett concert. <laughs> 420. 420, man. I don't know. That's a good question. Who would you want to see in the day? Like, do, you want to, do you want it to feel like the night? Do you want it to be like, this is, it feels like the night? <laughs> no, I honestly, I, cause if that way, like then you could go out to dinner afterwards and you're home and like, or you can go to, even to the bar, have a few drinks. You're just not out like at 10 o'clock at night. Why? Yeah, it's like, why, a, day, it's like a, a daytime sports game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it's, it's like a, a Broadway matinee or something. I don't know, Chris. I just don't know. I thought it was a really good question, actually. Like an honest, like sincere question of like, why don't they do it? But to your point, it's it's probably more the 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 technical and the and the behind the scenes side of things. Because it, it, it would cost everybody rental. an extra day, a and, and, rental, uh, yeah. time, and money, yeah, and yeah. that's that's a big fact. Yeah, but like a band that's lame and like that, like like Pearl Jam, like like could do it, you know. <laughs> Like he, when we went Pearl and saw Hugh Lewis in uh, right in wherever it. the fuck it was in New Jersey. Yeah, but I want to be. I want the night when I see Huey Lewis because I want to be good and lubricated. But even if it's like seven o'clock or something, I don't know how drunk I can get by seven. I want to be like I'm pointing at Huey Lewis and he's pointing back to me drunk. Like that's <laughs> I need to be on that level <laughs> for that band. But Pearl right. Jam, Pearl Jam, perfect. I, what did you just tell me? Pearl Jam's on at three. I guess I'll go. I don't know. It's easy. Perfect. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah. I don't know if I have a preference of like of 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 who it is. See, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, there's music that's for the night for sure. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? No, I don't know. I think any, I think anybody would go during the day. Yeah, I've seen. Some, I mean, I've been to Coachella and South by Southwest. Right. And I've seen lots yeah. of bands during the day. It's sure. Different. It's totally a different vibe. 
I don't know if I've seen any indoor shows in the middle of the day. Well, that's see that that's the thing. Like you could go you could go to brunch, you get bottomless drinks, whatever, and then you know at noon, and then by three o'clock you're going to see the show. You you're plenty M&M. drunk. You go see Eminem. Eminem. <laughs> I like four. <laughs> you leave. Like, yeah, all right, you're right. Maybe like, not that I want to go see Eminem anyway, but I, maybe I want to go see him. Like this it's is so confusing. <laughs> you're leaving an Eminem show at seven. You're like, huh. <laughs> Just going like, uh so bright. Like shit now. Like my ears hurt. Yeah. Uh I'm like, yeah. can I go to bed? I'm like kinda hyped, but I'm also kinda depressed. Yeah. Let's go to the bars, but like the bars are just opening and you're already like <laughs> on one. Happy hour. Yeah, it's too weird, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I'm against it. All right, all right. It's yeah. A, it's unnatural. It's like two cats fucking. Yeah, but everything is uh, like it's just what we're used fucking. to. Two cats fucking is unnatural too. Yeah, it's what we're used to, but... Uh, you change those things? I don't know. I think, you know what? If it's going to change, it'll be like K-pop will do it. It's going to have to be something that's like the future. Sure. The future people are going to be like we're, in, like, we're tired of this boomer idea that we have to stay up all night. Like, <laughs> I've got student loans to pay or whatever yeah. they're complaining about. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've sort of, in it's to sense, and maybe that just shows you, maybe I'm an old soul or something. Like I've never enjoyed like staying up to catch, like, especially in the headliner doesn't come out till like 11 o'clock. I'm like, what the fuck do I want? It's like, what's the point? Like, you know, like just, can you start a little earlier? Yeah. Like eight, just start literally start at eight on time. Yeah. Like, I, what, you know, just, I, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get it I never got any of that kind of stuff where everything's like, it just has to be so late. All these paper for you fights, you know, boxing and oh, MMA, forget but all it. this bullshit. I can't stay up that late for a yeah, MMA fight. I, I, Are you kidding me? Yeah. I loved being out in LA and watching basketball games, like the late games that was super early and the early games, like on in the afternoon. It's fantastic. LA has yeah. it all. It's great. The Pacific the time, actually mountain is probably the best, but like, I hate the NFL starts at one. I would love it to start at 10. Yeah. Great. It's, I, I used to, I remember I'd wake up right before 10 o'clock, turn the TV on, watch football. It was perfect. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. So what, the one thing we get totally screwed with out here, out east. Yeah, it's true. Because everyone, they're couch I don't like watch a lot of basketball anymore because it's, the game started after like 10 o'clock. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed actually. I know. It's, it has to be a commitment. It has to be a commitment. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you have any other music related things? Who died? Oh, I, I think we got to give a shout out to Bobby Caldwell here. Who? Bobby Caldwell. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Bobby Caldwell is? No way. No what? Way. No idea. He's like the greatest singer of all time. No, I have no idea. He's so good is. that everyone thinks he's white. Dude. He's a white dude that everyone thinks is black. I, I, dude, I've, I've never heard of this human being in my life. Where's he from? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I just know he's like fucking. His voice is amazing. What's his songs? Uh, what 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 you won't do for love? What you won't do to follow that one. Mm-hmm. That's his most famous one. I, I'm sure he has a few other ones and stuff. I did. But think I literally, that, I did think that that was a black person. It's, yeah. See, and everybody thinks that he's he's just got the most soulful voice, and everyone's like, it's just insanely. It's for years, and this has been going on for like forty years. Why do I feel like I should know this guy? I feel like I've, I've even like looked him up at some point. But like, yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I've, I, I'm surprised we have actually talked about him. He's before. a regular, bo- he's a regular Boz Skaggs, huh? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he's from that set, those uh, that era, like the seventies and whatever. That's when he was big. But, but isn't Boz Skaggs? He sounds kind of black, right? No, a, no, maybe a little bit. 
right. But if there's if there is like a, some sort of like a bracket challenge of like white singers who who everyone would think is black and they never saw him, Bobby Caldwell would be like the one seed. Bobby Caldwell really uh really really hit early and didn't. His first record was double platinum, and then that was kind of. Then he just put out lots of records. Yeah, he never had anything else. I, it, literally, he, he might be a one-hit wonder. Seems like it, but he. I don't know. Like, oh, he's a New Jersey guy, or he died in New Jersey anyway. Wow. He had, he died from a severe side effect from fluoroquinoline. What? Oh, he, he was born in New York City. Ah, oh, look at that, good guy. Well, rest in peace, guy I'd never heard of and will never listen to <laughs> on these wings of a dove. I thought he was the and this actually makes it more perfect, but I thought he was the perfect guy to do an in memoriam for because we always do the weirdest people stuff. So this you actually helped make it even better for yeah. me about doing this for him. Yeah, it was a, it's a I'm t- I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. In fact, I'd like to dedicate this final three minutes of silence <laughs> to the great Bobby Caldwell. Three minutes in, to that was the length of your one song that anyone ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Good, rest in peace, bud. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Have a good week. Bye. <laughs>